Welcome to the Inside Muskegon podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 121. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Jack Ketchum and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with writer Jack Ketchum, who in the words of Stephen King is a hero to all of us who write tales of terror and suspense. He is, quite simply, one of the best in the business. And now, the interview. I'm here with writer Jack Ketchum. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. My pleasure. Let's start out talking a little bit about your background. Okay. Um, I was born and raised in New Jersey. I went to college in uh, Boston, taught a couple of years there. Uh, moved to New York, uh, started acting and writing at the same time, trying to support one by the other, which was a disaster uh, because I made no money at either. Uh, I got a job as a literary agent and worked, at, worked on that for about three and a half years and finally decided that this was... Uh, much too high pressure for me and I'd always wanted to write and having read some of the work that I was selling I thought well there's a good possibility I can sell my own stuff so I, uh, I quit the job started working for um, uh, rock and roll magazines men's magazines often with editors who I knew so I could call them up and say I, I was very lucky that way uh, it's a lot harder for most people to break in than it was for me uh, so I'd call them up and say well what do you need what do you want and uh, I would sort of learn my craft back then while while uh, getting paid for it which was pretty extraordinary getting fairly well paid for it, uh, it, it with the rock and roll magazines it wasn't much but the men's mags all wanted to be playboy at that point so uh, you could do real fiction for them as long as it's some sort of sex angle it didn't have to be uh, wasn't as it is now it's basically porn um, so I, I sold my first fiction uh, to a men's magazine to swank magazine and I got a check for $150 and I said, yippee. <laughs> <laughs> so then around 1980, uh, I had done, it was doing a, a lot of magazine work that year. And I was, it started getting, uh, feeling a little hand to mouth. Uh, I was always looking for the next idea, the next thing, to, uh, next thing to pitch. And I thought, I think I'll try a novel because that way I'll get up every morning. I'll know exactly what I'm going to be doing. So I financed the novel by doing men's mags and, and rock and roll mags and got classic decorating and home crafts, whoever would pay me, and uh, wrote uh, a book called Off Season. And by then, I'd been out of work as an agent for about three and a half years, but I still knew a lot of the people. So I remember sending it into uh, Ballantine Books, Judy Lynn Del Rey, and I said, I found this guy, Jack Ketchum. It's not my real name. My real name's Dallas. Uh, but I found this guy, Jack Ketchum. I think his book's really good. Want to take a look? She said, sure. About a week later, she called me and she said, we really like this. We want to buy it. And I said, well, Judy, it's really me. She said, good. We can make the deal that much easier. So <laughs> that started me off. And they published that in 81. And uh, I've been doing uh, fiction and uh, nonfiction and writing novels and screenplays and whatever ever since. Who are some of your influences as an author? Oh, boy. Um, everybody. I mean, I, I started reading when I was... My mom taught me to read way before kindergarten. Uh, and uh, early on, I guess with horror at least, uh, Robert Block, Ray Bradbury, uh, Theodore Sturgeon, um, and of course, you know, the, the greats, uh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde and, and uh, Dracula. The first really terrifying book I ever read was Dracula. Uh, I read it on a 
coast to coast flight, which in those days was a, 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 a prop flight. Uh, and my father and I w- went to California from, from New York. And my father kept saying, look at the window, look at this. And I kept saying, shh, Dad, I'm reading. Uh, so that was an early influence. Uh, but now I, I, I like to read pretty much uh, all kinds of people. Uh, I, I think Elmore Leonard's a big influence on the way I write dialogue. Uh, people like that who write really tight stuff. I, I try to use as few words as possible. Uh, Elmore Leonard, again, had a real good remark about that. They said, how do you get your book so tight, Mr. Leonard? He said, I leave out the boring parts. <laughs> so I, I, I try to do that too. Oh, there's a nice Michigan tie-in with Elmore Leonard, and that kind of brings me to my next question. Uh, what brings you to Muskegon today? I'm in Muskegon to, uh, uh, I did, I did, two days ago I did a walk-on in the film that uh, Modern Senior are doing of my novel, Offspring. And I played a coroner, and I got to poke around in the bloody bits. Had a really good time uh, working with Art Hindle and, and the rest of the cast. Uh, I, as I said, I used to be an actor, so I have some sense of what to do around, around a film. Uh, but, uh, and luckily I don't have all that much dialogue because I hate remembering dialogue. It's probably one of the reasons I quit. But, uh, uh, I I just um, I'm here to support the film, to publicize the film, and to uh, and to watch these good people work. Well, you hooked up with Modern Cine before with the Girl Next Door, That's right. uh, quite a provocative film to yeah. say the least. Yeah. And uh, how do you handle that type of criticism that comes uh, comes along with a topic so uh, controversial as the Girl Next Door? And maybe talk to our listeners who may not have seen the film about the movie and your book and the subject matter that it touches. Okay. Um, the movie is based on a true. The book is based on a, a true story, uh, which occurred in Indianapolis, um, and I, for years, had sat on the idea of trying to find some way to do it. I even considered doing a true crime book based on it, and uh, but I couldn't quite get a handle on it. Then uh, some years ago, my mother died, and I went back to my family's house uh, to settle up affairs, and it was the place I grew up at the time. It was a dead end street, and I thought I can do this here because the story is really about. Uh, what happens when people are isolated enough to do the the unthinkable? Um, in the tr- in the true story, uh, two young girls were were um, were uh, uh, sent to a foster home, essentially while their parents toured in a in a carnival. And uh, the w- the woman took one look at the o- elder of the two young girls, I guess, and sort of started to hate her for n- no explicable reason, and uh, wound up uh, torturing her, putting her in a basement, and letting her f- her her kids come in and help and finally the neighborhood come in and help so and no one told anyone this was going on almost in plain sight and uh, there, w- there was a secrecy that, that the, the whole neighborhood was sort of in on and I, and I thought it's a, the 50s for me that's when I grew up I grew up in the 50s on a dead end street and we knew that there were secrets that nobody was telling anyone you'd go up to uh, my friend's house in some mornings and his his mother would have a black eye Nobody talked about it. Uh, child abuse was, was not a subject back then. Of course, it is now. We see it almost daily in the papers. But because this was a crime perpetrated by a woman against a woman for no explicable reason, and then the sort of Lord of the Flies thing coming in as well, uh, where the kids come in and are allowed to run free, uh, a free reign with their own uh, wickedness, um, I, I, I thought, this is a story that needs to be told. There's a lot of, of aspects to it. Uh, so... When my mom died and I realized I could set it there, I did it almost as a memory play. I put it back when I was growing up, and I used composites of some of the kids who I knew growing up, uh, and, I, and then referred them back to, to the original case. Well, because it's so grim and because it, it's, it involves, the, the, in fact, the death of a young girl, 
um, I, I, I've always gotten a lot of uh, uh, criticism about it. I welcome it because part of the reason I wrote it was to make it hard for you to read it. I wanted to make you almost complicit in turning the page. They got the same feeling down in the film. You almost want to walk out of the film at some point, but you stay if if you can. And, and people do walk out, and I think that's all to the good because otherwise we wouldn't have been doing our job. We want to, we want to hurt you a little bit in both the book and in the film. And if it didn't do that, um, it would just be another exploitation movie, which it certainly isn't. Uh, I've gotten my first death threats on this since the film came out. And I called up, I wrote to Stephen King one day. I said, I emailed him. I said, Steve, I'm in your club. I got death threats now. He said, well, you, you welcome. <laughs> well, it's certainly very uh, thought-provoking topic in the book and the way it's portrayed by modern cine in, in the movie. Again, mm -hmm. it's, uh, I kind of look at it. It's unsettling, but exactly as you said, it makes you keep watching to the end and you're waiting to see what happens and yeah. it plays out. And it's kind of even more powerful because it is based on a true story. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so likewise with your uh, current film here that you're shooting in Muskegon, uh, it's in that horror genre too. Yeah. Um, how do you handle that type of uh, criticism? You said, again, you welcome it. You've got a little bit from local Muskegon uh, press. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Doesn't seem to phase you at all. Not at all. Uh, it goes with the territory. Uh, I didn't get into this business to play it safe. Uh, I, I, I want to stir, stir the waters. If the waters are stirred, some of the fish that come up are not going to be too happy about it. That's just that goes with the territory. And, and uh, for the most part, I think uh, the books and the films have been pleasing people and for the right reasons. Uh, if they're disturbed, they're disturbed for the right reasons. If they're entertained, they're entertained for the right reasons. Uh, and that's, that's the game. Why is what's happening here in Muskegon with Watermark Studios, Modern Cine, and your film being shot here, the film based on your book, why is that important to the Muskegon area? Oh, I just think uh, I think everybody's getting excited about about even being in Muskegon, and and I, I know that the the feedback that the cast and the crew and all the production people are getting is have been really great, and and uh, uh, I don't know a lot about your local economy. I've only been here twice, but it seems it sh it's got to be good for the it's got to be good for you folks, and uh, and uh, it's exciting. Talk about some of your current projects, uh, stuff you're working on now. Okay, uh, I just put out a small book of memoir, which I never thought years ago that I would ever have a chance to do. Um, I don't just write fiction, I write nonfiction too. And, and to do this was a lot of fun because these are true stories that came from my own life that I wrote for myself, never thinking particularly that they would get published. So, I have a, so to have a book of that out is really a, a lot of fun. There's a new paperback out um, uh, um, called Old Flames from Leisure Books, which has come out this summer. And I'm doing, right now, I'm doing a screen treatment of Old Flames uh, for the, 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 uh, the same director who directed my film, my first, the first book of mine that was filmed called The Lost. So I'm in the middle of that right now. That's my current project. What scares you? Ho, oh, ho, you, everybody. <laughs> I, uh, I highly doubt that. <laughs> no, uh, I love to read uh, uh, stuff like uh, Stephen King do and it does and, and Peter Straub and guys like that who do supernatural stuff one of my favorite books of all time is Ghost Story by Peter Straub uh, but what really scares me is what people do to people so most of my stuff is reality based uh, and uh, there's only two exceptions to that really there's a few short stories and, and, and my novel uh, She Wakes which is a, a supernatural thriller set in Greece but um, I find that uh, what really 
what really moves me is what we do to one another, whether it's for good or ill. And I usually proceed from the dark side, but I'm also, I'm also moving toward the light side. I'm contrasting. And I think I can do that best by using uh, things that I know, realities that I know. I, I, I don't handle the supernatural as well because the supernatural is it's, it's supposition. Uh, I, wanna, I want more concrete stuff in my, in my writing in my life. So. All right. Well, let's move on to our final question. And I kind of do this in every podcast. So Uh-oh. I got to stick with the uh, tradition <laughs> here. You have one minute alone with a person considering seeing offspring. Make your pitch to get them to see the film. Okay. If you like character-driven, scary, gory, sexy horror with a brain and a heart, go see Offspring. All shot here in Muskegon. That's All a hard, shot here in Muskegon, absolutely. Hard offer to resist. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Jack. It's an absolute pleasure meeting you, and uh, we're glad to have you here in Muskegon uh, doing your thing in our town. Thank you. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest feedback on Inside Muskegon, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 121 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.